0: Welcome to your special bonus episode of No Judgments. Here we're dropping odds like it's no thing. I am uh, Mike. With me as Will. Hello. Uh, we have uh, again a live studio audience consisting of uh, Michael, Trey, and Kane. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hey. Hey. ooh, They're hey. all excited. Woo. Um. Week. Uh. Week night three of rocklahoma is in the books um it's been a long weekend a good weekend um i don't know what else you gotta say about it this is uh end of season one mike end of season one yes season finale there we go all right um yeah so i guess we'll just jump right into it and talk about uh the third night here and then anything we may have missed um the day started off astounding um we saw the great jared johnson he was uh he, he was amazing yeah i think you're being uh, a little off uh maybe um I, I will say he had a large crowd for three o'clock yeah on the second stage yeah uh, so there were many people who wanted to see him Yep. um it appeared that his entire performance was being played to pre-recorded music. <coughs> yeah, that was a total backing uh, track. There course. was a drummer, but it was hard to say exactly what the drummer was doing. He had a couple good songs. He had a couple of entertaining spots. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be knowledgeable on how to hype up a crowd. But. I mean, he's very loud. There were a few flaws. Uh, yeah, there a was a flaws. Applause. Um, yeah, he, he uh, made a statement that <laughs> he's trying to bring rock into the future, um, out of the uh, puddle. No, oh, stuck in the mud. Stuck. Rock and roll is stuck in the mud. Rock and roll is stuck in the mud. Um, and then follow it up with a song that is 20 years old he that did. he basically redid. Yeah, he did his remake of "Last Resort" by Papa Roach. Uh, which again Was all pre-recorded Him singing over the pre-recorded vocals Yeah So, I mean the guy's gotten popular I think off of TikTok People use a couple of his songs For a lot of TikToks they make um, Other than that I don't know how this guy is getting any play I mean you checked him out on Spotify I mean he's got what One song that has 24 million plays Yeah and which song was that Burn is that what it's called Is I that his know. big song yeah. I don't know his song titles. But yeah, his his one main song is like 25 million streams, and then the others are in the more of a five million range. So he's out there. He's out there and up there, moving on up. Yeah, he's got great lyrics to a song. I think he's got a song called "My Sword" that uh says he slayed the dragon and then fucked the queen. There we go. Yeah, I mean that's if that is not. It was very Game Game of Thrones. Reference heavy. Yeah, because I think he said he was Jon Snow as well, yeah. and he was heir to the throne. Yeah, I mean, if those lyrics are not poetry, I don't know what is. I mean, he may be the next John Lennon. So you hated him? Oh, I tear! I fucking it was it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. But we are, uh, you know, what's even better is about after his performance, he uh, was walking through the crowd and Trey with was, his sword with his sword. Mighty big sword he had. Um, Trey's like, you you guys have to go take a picture with him, and so
1: we we, did. We did after
0: after a lot of it it took a lot of it took a lot of pushing. Absolutely, Um, Mike. We were mainly trying to push Will. Yeah. Mike was all for it. Really. was pushing. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. I it was all it. pushing Mike. That's kind of how I remembered it, <laughs> but my memory's shit. So, um, yeah, we took a picture of him. Uh, we'll we'll post it up. Uh, <laughs> we are also uh, we're gonna go on a Jarris Johnson watch. Yeah. So season two, we're going to start a uh, Jarris Johnson update every single episode. Yeah. What is up? Basically, he's taking over Morgan Wallen's spot. Yeah, yeah. Like, Morgan Wallen's ending with season one. He'll be gone. We're now going to provide updates weekly on what is going on in Jarius Johnson's world. Yep, I follow him on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, I haven't got to the Facebook yet, but I'm sure I'll get there. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we got to see what this cast doing. I want to see what he's doing to bring rock and roll into... Uh, the future yeah so i should say i did shake jairus's hand yeah you did i told him i thought he was a great performer and that my uh friend here mike thinks he's awesome you said that and then we took a picture you said that you said you said i said he was awesome yeah i said my friend's shy but he thinks you're awesome (laughs) (laughs) at least you didn't tell him i thought he was cute (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's what so, everybody else was saying. So, okay, I was trying to be more. That's what the women around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was a friend. lot of women yeah. around. I'm ready to take a picture, and, and then two year old dudes. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know. Oh, it's awesome! Um, so <laughs> next up, we had uh, Mark, Corey, Corey Cody, Marky Mark, Marky Mark, and the Funky bunch. Uh, <laughs> next up is Corey Mark. Yeah, Corey Mark. He let us know. Multiple times. Yep, multiple times. He was the first country artist to ever grace the stage at Rockahoma. We're still trying to verify this. It depends on your definition, obviously. Uh but Blackberry Smoke, uh the Still Woods, uh, Yeah. Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Uh Whiskey Myers. They for they played Rock I think so, right? I think they played I don't recall. I I, I wasn't think- there. No, it was Blackberry Smoke that was playing. Blackberry Smoke on that Did Sunday. Yeah. Uh, uh, who am I missing? There's a couple. Of well, other I mean, acts Kid Rock 2014. 2014 Kid Rock 2014. 2014. Who probably was transitioning to Trans- the country Trans- side? You Trans- know who we could Trans- ask about that? Who? We can ask D G. We know that he loves him some Kid Rock at 2014. Yeah. Uh, but like we stated, Kid Rock. Can always go back to a different genre That's and true. do that genre. For like That's right. All right. Well, enough about Kid Rock. Enough about Bob Ritchie. So anyway, Corey Marks and he—I mean it was immediately country sounding. Like the very oh, yeah. first five seconds of the first song he played, and then he sang into the mic. It was like, "Oh, this is a country performance." Yeah. Now he did try some other things. He—they uh they did cover uh Pantera. Yeah. What song were they doing? Was it Cowboys from Cowboys from Hell. From Hell. And um, his backup band They're had good. Some, some good rock and roll moments to Yeah, I did a uh, big old Jetliner, Steve yeah. Miller band. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the, his lyrics were very, very, very country. You know, drinking whiskey, uh, back roads. I'm sure there's a truck reference in there somewhere. Dog uh, died. Dog died. My wife left him. Summertime. The By the, the way, scissors? for the record, Hidrock's first country album was in 2015. Oh. Right All right, well, there we, we go. All right, so maybe he was the first country guy, but "Blackberry Smoke" gets played on country radio. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, uh, he was—it was a good performance. I mean, it, it, was, it was fine. It was fine. I would probably go see him in a club. I probably would not. I probably will never see him live again. No, but you're not. You, you yeah. You don't do the country thing unless he comes to JJ's live. There you go. Maybe that'd be it. Okay, so that's out of the books. Then what do we have next? Uh, so, now we're on the main stage. Stellar Ascent. They were after uh, Jairus, right? Stellar Ascent is a local band, I think, from Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, female lead singer. Jet She's, Pipes. I mean, she, she could sing. She, could, she was a good singer. She was really <laughs> awkward the first half of the set, and she started coming out of her shell. There was absolutely nobody in the crowd uh-uh. for them, so I think she... Got comfortable and started. Yeah, she opened. Up. She opened her eyes, yes. realized there was nobody there, the so she got right. Personality. Uh, so then it was still Panther. Yeah, still Panther. Um, kind of sucked. It was on the main stage, so. But at the same time, uh, it was puddle, there of, was, mud was puddle of mud was play. getting ready to play. Yep, that's like correct. Towards the end of uh... Stellar Ascent Oh no, towards the end of Steel Panther. Steel Panther. Oh, Steel Panther. Right. Yeah, so, so Steel Panther, I mean yeah, it, it kinda stinks um, you know, main stage. If you've ever seen a Steel Panther show, there's a lot of crowd interaction and um and just mumbo jumbo. They only had a half hour, so you know, you really can't get into their stick that they do and which is great. Um they belong to be on this on the second stage. Yeah, they did they brought Miss Rocklahoma Beth out on stage for the Balls song which I can't think uh, of how that song goes but sucking her sucking his balls uh, over and over again yeah she handled it gracefully like a pro and uh, it, their banter was always is always hilarious they did did, did some good Vince Neil jokes yeah uh, they said that he was the chubby Bret Michaels but he's still skinnier than Vince Neil yes so yeah I mean they were, they were good um, next up is I think probably the comeback of the of the decade yeah Uh, Puddle of Mud played the uh, DEB stage which is the third stage and he they packed it out they it was an overflow crowd for Puddle of Mud Um, and Wes Gantlin's been through a lot over the last five plus years yeah but he's now sober and his career's getting on the up and up Um, they played for 30 40 minutes and every single song was, was a hit was a hit and the crowd appeared to love it. You know, you could tell that his vocals were struggling a little bit at times, um, but you know, it's okay. It's a rock show. It's not going to be perfect. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was. It was packed. It was great. Um, hopefully, that guy. I mean, he, he should be playing the Dev stage. No, they needed to be on the main stage. You know, we uh, listen to a podcast or, you know, Doug Burgess who does the uh, DEB promotions is really hesitant to book 90s bands on the DEB stage. They try to keep that. They call it kind of the heritage stage uh, where they want to keep 80s acts and stuff like that. But, I mean, if tonight was any indication, they need to book more 90s bands. they, They were really good. Yeah, so Doug Burgess has mentioned that he wants to stick with 80s but AEG wants him to go to 90s, yeah, and he's kind of fighting against that. They usually give him some freedom, but obviously I think they went over with Puddle of Mud here, and Lynn Hernandez, the unofficial mayor of Rock, Roma, mentioned multiple times that was easily the biggest crowd ever at the DEB stage. So it's going to be hard for Doug to ignore that. It'll be hard for AEG to ignore that for future years when it comes to booking that stage. Yeah. Uh, let's see next up we have Motionless and White Motionless and White a goth band playing in 92 degree weather in the middle of the heat I think yeah that's, that's really kind of all you really to say about it yeah <laughs> um, you know I know Kane likes a few of their songs so he was kind of rocking out a little bit but uh, yeah it's just it, it does nothing for me I mean it's, they're heavy they have they have some really good tunes they've yeah. toured with Slipknot previously they toured with Corn uh, and Breaking Benjamin previously um, yeah, yeah. They, they looked uncomfortable in the middle of the heat, um, but yeah, was, yeah obviously they obviously have like a weird. big following, and I'm sure emotionless and white fans were very happy with the performance. And you know, I enjoy heavy concerts, so right. I, I mean, I thought it was fine, I just don't listen to a lot of their tunes, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with anything, yeah. Uh, next up's Knock Loose, Knock Loose, uh, um, easily the loudest band. Of the day, I mean, uh, yeah. very very hardcore, uh, great great band sound. I mean, the only thing that didn't turned off for me was the, the lyrics, uh, the, the singing, I should say. the singing. Yeah, very very high pitched screaming. Um, the guy's balls definitely needed to drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were unique, yeah, uh, because they're not to me. They're not really. Like anything else we saw over the weekend Oh no They're no. their own thing They were the heaviest band uh, They're they're the, the band that You know when you see those videos online Where people are you know Doing those roundhouse kicks And flailing their arms uh, Through mosh pits That's kind of what you think of with Knock Loose And this one was kind of mosh heavy uh, The crowd was pretty hype for them uh, But Jarrett Johnson had a bigger crowd Than Knock Loose in my opinion uh, but I enjoyed it. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, it was, they, they were Hardcore. heavy. I mean, I was, I was grooving. I yeah. mean, it was, it was definitely a uh, head-banging <laughs> moment. Um, but, yeah, they, they, I just, you know, again, those type of lyrics, singing, I, it just turns me off. Of Next, what should have been Philip, uh and Salmo and the Illegals. Yeah. Obviously, do the dropping, uh, we got Mastodon. Yeah, I'm going to let you take this one on. My Mastodon is just kind of outside of my wheelhouse right. and... So, I mean, the issue with Mastodon is, you know, nobody knew they were performing until Friday. Yeah. So nobody could really get excited. And they recognized that. They mentioned that on stage, um, how they were just booked two days ago. So I haven't been listening to Mastodon any time recently. Uh, they performed for an hour. They seemed to be enjoying themselves. They let us know that they were Mastodon at least 32 times. Yeah. Uh, but they also spoke highly of Rocklahoma. Uh They said they've been keeping an eye on this festival for 15 years. Who knows if that's true. I don't know why they would be doing that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I you know, I went up to, to the stage, not up to the stage, but I went and checked them out for about ten minutes, and that's when I realized that the crowd was massive. So uh, they seemed to be getting, getting a good reception from the crowd. It's been a while since I listened to Mastodon, so, right, I, I, that's about all I have. I mean, it was a good set, but not a set I was looking forward to or, or needing to see, so it was fine and I hope to get back into their music at some point and then see them again Who right knows on when that will be right uh, yeah you, you kind of hit on the crowd size I mean <laughs> it was it was a it was pretty impressive I mean we got up early this morning kind of took a drive around the campgrounds expecting to see people streaming out of here and uh, now that wasn't the case I mean the campgrounds were nice and full Um uh, There was easily 300,000 people there at (laughs) night. It was a a large Sunday crowd. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, One of the larger Sunday crowds I can recall. And for a weak lineup, too. Yeah. And it was by far the weakest lineup of the weekend. And really, you could probably go back and look at multiple years and look at the daily lineups. And this may have been one of the weaker lineups of any day that Rockwell has had. Yeah. Uh, back back to... Uh, forget the segue there, sorry. But uh, back to there. We had Next we had Andrew W.K. Um, five songs, 30 minutes. Is that all he did was five songs? Yeah. Sure. Did not talk to the crowd until after the fourth song. I was expecting to hear more Andrew W.K. speeches, but perhaps he understood he was limited with time. Yeah. And his songs were long. Uh, his band sounded really good. Yep. Um... I mean, he sounded all right. He sounded good too. Yeah. I mean, you know, the dude can headbang. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great headbanger. I mean, well, he's a party hard type of guy. So the, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so the last time they played here at Rockahoma, were you there that year? I don't think so. What year okay. was it? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. 18 Probably 18, the year time. you were gone. So yeah, 2018. They did the same thing with that countdown to party hard last time as well. <coughs> Started at 96, some somewhere yeah. around there. 93. <laughs> King corrected us and said ninety three. Ninety three. Uh, he did the same thing. Um, and that song kills in concert. Uh, they're one of the house bands for Riot Fest in Chicago. Yeah. Um, which is happening next weekend, I think, or two weeks from now. Um, he seems like an odd fit for Rocklahoma. Yeah. But it's his second time to be here, so I guess both him and Rocklahoma don't feel that way. Uh, but I just don't see him as a Rocklahoma artist. But he had a good crowd over there at the second stage, and I enjoyed it. it was Good, good, good music to nod your head to. Yeah, uh, I was hoping for more Andrew WK speeches and for Cat Dennings to get on stage. <laughs> yeah, Cat Dennings on stage would have been nice. She is, uh, she's easy on the eyes. Very easy on the eyes. So that brings us to uh, our headliner. Our headliner, Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Our headliner. Or the headliner. Say, say it. Say aloud. The the headliner, Hailstorm. <laughs> been a a matter of contention um hailstorm doesn't really warrant headline status they're not a festival headliner and they weren't going to be the headliner they were not Lynn biscuit was going to be the headliner um but obviously they dropped so that pushed hailstorm up because aeg could not find a replacement for Lynn biscuit right um but we're able to find a replacement for phil and selmo within hours yeah within hours So, Hailstorm killed it. I mean, they gave a headlining performance. She was good, man. Lizzie kicked ass. She sounded incredible. She looks incredible. Uh, The rest of the band, her brother, the drummer, always kicks ass. I think the uh, guitarist's name is Brad Hottinger, if I'm correct. Or Joe Hottinger, I believe, which is Lizzie's boyfriend. Uh, He was crushing it. They were jamming. They had multiple jam-out moments throughout the set. Lizzie had multiple moments where she really showcased her lyri- or her vocal, her vocals uh, she sounded amazing yeah really really good and nothing but nothing but hits one new, one new song yeah the new song sounded great live yeah. after uh, I think his name is RJ Hill after his drum solo they immediately went into the new song uh, Back from the Dead yeah Back from the Dead yeah um, so I don't, I don't have any complaints about their set really good live band always have been a good live band I think it was just three years ago when I saw them at George's. So, and, and uh, Eddie, Trunk, Eddie Trunk mentioned how, you know, the Rockville Oklahoma crowd has kind of watched them grow up over yeah. the years. I think we determined this was their fourth time to be there since 2012. Yeah. Um, and they used to have a mid-afternoon slide. I don't think they've ever been on the second stage. So no. they've, they've always been doing the main stage. Um, and I believe it's our first female-fronted Headlining band at Rocklahoma ever so. Yeah, I, we we, we kind of went back and looked over the lineups, and we really couldn't find anything else. We were kind of determining to see how many times they had played there. Um, we found something interesting. You know, we always talk about Buck Jerry and Jackal, yeah. and you know them being the house band at Rocklahoma, but they haven't played there the most. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. So I was originally looking at Hillstorm, but. It seemed like every year I was popping up, I wasn't finding Hellstorm, but I was finding the band Pop Evil on basically every freaking lineup since two thousand eleven. Yeah. Seven times total. And they played yesterday. Seven times total now since two thousand eleven, I believe that's ten years. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. So they've performed seventy percent of the festival of Rockleamas festivals. That's, that's that's amazing. That's over Well you call it amazing, I call it insane. It's weird. Yeah, it's very insane. But you know, again, following social media, there was a lot of people that were upset that you know they couldn't get in to see Pop Evil yesterday. Yeah, you know, and how they should have been able to play their full forty-five minutes or an hour or whatever it was, and bump Anthrax down. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's insane. I mean, we're that's a band that's celebrating a 40th anniversary. And you feel that Pop Evil, I think based off the fact that we lost Bad Flower, yeah. uh, people should just be happy that Pop Evil was able to get back on stage. Because I, I think we were close to being out of their time slot by the time we got back yeah, out yeah, there. And it did suck, because I think we talked about this just yesterday. As soon as they sent the alert that it was time to go in, Pop Evil and Jelly Roll immediately started playing. Oh yeah. So I can certainly understand the frustration for fans. Um, but that's the festival life, right? No, yeah, had to kind of deal with it. <clears throat> well, that brings us to the last performance, which was not the headliner but on the second stage. So, in my mind, that's that's the headliner because that's the last act to go on. That was the 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 Hugh, the, Hugh, the H-U Hugh, a Mon- Mongolian hard rock band. I was pretty much done with it within like 10 minutes. So yeah, it's like, all right. they had a weird beginning A little build up The build up ended And then they just Stood there on stage Yeah I'm not sure What was happening Yeah Probably some technical issue Obviously But Something um, went wrong Yeah You have a thing Where you don't Consider yourself Being at a concert Unless you hear I like to hear Three songs Three songs And that's just You know And that's not official But in your book It's official It's unofficial 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 Official Three songs Yeah I'll be. I thought we listened to three songs. But yeah. It was very difficult to know from the hue when one song ended and another song began. Right. Because it was a very chanty. Every song was very chanty, rhythmic, and they were long, very long songs. Yeah. So r- if, we, if we only heard two, it took twenty minutes to get through those two songs. You know, and being and being a Mongolian uh, hard rock band, heavy metal band, or whatever you want to call it. Um, they don't really speak a whole lot of English, and that's no slight on them. But it's hard when you get a rocklahoma or a you know, thank you very much, or anything like that, you know, to really kind of understand what's going on. Um, they were long songs, and yeah, we just point out their crowd was massive, it was. But yeah. I, w- I was noticing as well that people were streaming out, yeah, like kind of it's kind of both people were over there for the for, intrigue, the interest, yeah. And I think after the kind of First song Same with me Yeah they are like Oh okay Okay. Okay. This is what it is I mean there was At least 500,000 Yeah I mean there was 500,000 people over there I mean that had to be A Rockahoma record as well On the second stage only On the second stage only Because I'm sure We had a million people For Um No No I'm I'm thinking Of some other Crappy headliner than that (laughs) Jackal (laughs) Fucking Jackal (laughs) Um Anyhow Jackal did not perform Obviously I'm here I did not have to uh, take my own life. I shouldn't take that. I, I'm not joking. I wouldn't have done that. But yeah, they didn't play, so there was no secret headliner. There was no secret headliner. Anybody who thought that was going to happen is silly no. in the first place. But the the Who, the Who, they did do their cover of uh Sabbath True. That's my understanding. That's what you've told me. Yeah, that's what I, I could hear it. I could not hear it. No. Uh, they so, have a song with Lizzie Hill. I'm yeah. not sure if Lizzie Hill came out. I thought I might have heard a female voice that was very, very just, you know, that yeah. was obviously loud from a distance, but I can't confirm if she did play or not. That. All right. So we'll do our top three bands. I mean, that, it's going to be kind of easy. I think it's going to probably be the same for a lot of people um, with our studio audience. Um, Trey, who what were your top three today? Um, I would go with Hellstorm. Uh Andrew WK and I mean honest honestly, Corey Marks had my He had your attention. My attention. So yeah. I would go well, no, 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 never mind. I was wondering if you forgot it. Puddle of Mud would be number three. Uh, Really? Corey Marks honorable mention. So Andrew W.K. over Puddle of Mud. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kane, what do you think? Um, Three would have to be Mothership and White. Uh, Two, Knocked Loose. And then one would have to be Hailstorm. Okay. He went heavy. Well, I mean, that's not surprising. He likes that heavy stuff. So, Mr. Michael. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, one hailstorm, uh, two Puddle of Mud, three Andrew WK. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, hailstorm obviously killed it. They're number one. Puddle of Mud, awesome, great to see them. Uh, kind of, I, I, in my mind, has some redemption. A lot of people shit on Puddle of Mud, but I, mean, I was one of them. Yeah, you were, but you know every song was was a hit I mean they did their new song which I've heard it before and I kind of you know smirked at it but hearing it live I mean it sounded good it's a decent tune it's a decent tune he didn't do his awful cover of Nirvana which was which was good yeah Um, and he didn't sound that awful either singing yeah or other set either right no Um, so and number three I mean man kind of as a goop I would say Jarrett Johnson but obviously that (laughs) wasn't the case Um, I'm probably gonna have to go with, with, uh, Corey Marks. I mean, it was, it was solid, straight country music, but I mean, it did have a little bit of a rock tinge and, uh, I, I love the fact that he was basking in the glory of being the first country artist in his mind. So, and he's also wanting to change country music. Yep. Yep. Which is fine. Country music needs to be changed. So. (laughs) What was your top three? Uh, top three: Hailstorm, Puddle of Mud, Not Loose. Okay. Uh, and really, I could probably put Not Loose over Puddle of Mud because we simply couldn't see the stage for Puddle of Mud. Yeah. So I'm just kind of going off the sound of Puddle of Mud and just being like, oh, this song, oh, okay, this song. But I got to see Not Loose. I got to look at the crowd interaction. I really enjoyed their set. Uh, but I'll stick with that: Hailstorm, Puddle of Mud, Not Loose. All right. I mean, that's again. I guess based off our rankings, I guess Hellstorm deserves to be the headliner. Uh, but it could also be that it was just such a was, bad day over Yeah, exactly. I mean that was <laughs> just it was just the, the it was the lineup that we was given. Um, we've discussed it time and time again that it's a poor it was a poor lineup. Um, kind of a just a crappy year. What originally was going to be a good lineup, you know. Yeah. I expected Rob Zombie to be better than he was. Um, slip not delivered like they always do. And, you know, we could have seen Limp Biscuit, which, I mean, would have been fucking great, you know? I was crazy excited to be able to see Limp Biscuit and Phil and Selma on the yeah. same day. But yeah. I'm um, going to get that taken away. It's pretty crushing. Kind of cast a dark cloud over the whole entire proceeding, but, you know, all in all, like I said, it was a good weekend. I mean... Yeah, let's talk about the star of the show, of, of Rockville, who would you say... What would you say is the star of the show when it comes to Rocklahoma? Every Rocklahoma, oh, it's the people. It's the people. I mean, yeah, I mean, extraordinary. extraordinary. I mean, it, you. There is not a more rabid group of people that that will complain about Rocklahoma unless somebody else complains about Rocklahoma, and then it's all of a sudden you got to stop your bitching. Correct. Right. Um, the social media following on uh, of of Rocklahoma just. The groups that are out there and the things that they talk about, and the things that you see, um, people watching is is first class. Uh, there's nothing else like it. No, the only other thing that compares is people of Walmart. Yeah, there's no there's no other concert out there that is like you go to just to watch the people. I mean, so, I mean, you always end up doing that, but you don't get what you get with this. No, like, no, the people of Rockville Humble watching is just top-notch it top is and, and you know you see all kinds of level of drunkenness you see all kinds of manner of clothing or lack thereof Uh yeah. um, a I lot can, of breasts today a lot of breasts yeah. today i mean i think sunday was breast out for the lord yeah. yeah titties for god titties for god um <laughs> you know cain uh being 15 years of age <laughs> probably saw a lot more breasts than he probably should have um <laughs> his mom was like did you cover his eyes and I'm like no I mean come on he's 15 um, so you know I mean just it's insane I mean it's kind of on one hand I'm glad we're moving to a a bigger festival and it has a lot of more powerful acts you know top notch acts on the other hand God, I'm going to miss the environment yeah yeah, the environment is. I mean, it is hope. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is Kentucky, and there's hope that the fact that it's Kentucky that we could see some of the same stuff. But I feel like we're not going to. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, but we're going to be right outside Louisville, right? Which obviously is a pretty metropolitan area. Yeah. Um, here we're prior Oklahoma. Yeah. Population. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. And um, with. Tulsa being the closest big city. Yeah. I don't know how big Tulsa is. Pretty large. The Tulsa, the, the entire area now is above a million. A million, okay. So, I mean, that's only, you know, half hour, 45 minutes away. Yeah. So, uh, but you you get all manner of people and it's, you know, there's a lot of people here that have money. We took a cruise going through VIP uh, yeah. camping and it's something. It's something. There are, There are some very, very, very nice RVs. Um, you got guitars going for autographed guitars going for twelve thousand dollars, fifteen thousand uh, dollars. so not um, tonight was sixteen, and I yeah. think uh, Rob, Zombie Rob Zombie was fourteen, was 14 and then yeah. Chevelle Crazy. was twelve, yeah. and uh, Anthrax was six. six. Anthrax was six, yeah. yeah. So, um, kind of, I guess, wrapping things up. You know, I mean, it's been a great run here. Uh, we've had some poor years. And, but we've had some good years. This year was a good year. Yeah. Um So out of all 3 days, we all know Slipknot obviously killed it. Um, let's talk about what our favorite set was from all 3 days. Besides Slipknot. Besides slip- Besides Slipknot. You got to you got to take Slipknot out. Okay. I'm going with so, Seven Dust. So who was your favorite act? Yeah. Chevelle. Chevelle? Awesome. So we got one seven, that's one Chevelle came. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, okay. Yeah. Mine's Chevelle. Michael. Hellstorm. Hellstorm. Really? Wow. Yeah, nice Nice. I mean yeah, they did they did kill it. It was perfect. I mean and something that has not been mentioned, uh, we'll talk about her voice and her pipes. But she is absolutely kills it on guitar as well. Oh yeah, she's a great guitar. She, player. she was matching her boyfriend on some of those licks. I think it's her boyfriend. Dude. Her, I do. I, 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 her supposed. Her electric boyfriend. I don't know if it's the guitarist or the bass player. Yeah, One I'm of saying. them is her boyfriend. Yeah. Joe Hotinger is her boyfriend. I just don't know what position he plays. He what position is. he plays. <laughs> he <laughs> plays center yeah. for the, the Los yeah. Angeles guitar, for Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. The guitar. Oh, that's her boyfriend. He plays the guitar? Okay. I oh, with the green guitar. Look at Kane on top of the research. It's good. <laughs> it's good to have the research team here. It is. Stack, right? Something it's, we uh, we lack on our yeah in our talks. Oh, no shit. So this is our, <laughs> this, is our uh, this is our final episode to talk about Rocklahoma. Yeah, no more talk about Rocklahoma unless something major pops up in the next this week. One. Unicorn lineup. You're uh, not gonna get that. Yeah, we should mention that Eddie. Tr- I think did I already say this? No. No. Eddie Trunk announced that Rocklahoma is not ready to announce a date for 2022 which I was really surprised at because everything leading up to this sounded like they were permanently moving to Labor Day weekend Yeah, and now Eddie Trunk's like (coughs) they don't know which weekend they're going to do it on so I don't know I don't know what that means yeah I mean uh, we had our brief little rainstorm yesterday morning or yesterday night, evening Uh, but other than that Every Rocklahoma that has taken place in May has had some sorts of storm. Or it's been super ridiculously hot. Yep. Uh, yeah, 2018 was pretty hot. 2018 yep. was hot. Yep. No weather, just hot. And what didn't help 2019 going in is that we had really bad storms. Yeah. I mean, the VIP pit was flooded. Yep. Days before the festival started. Yep. So... Um, if they were smart, they would keep it at Labor Day. Um, I get that they want their festival to revolve around the military and America, but for logistics wise, I I feel that um, they should keep it at Labor Day. I agree. I don't think it, they don't, I don't think they need to move it back to May. Uh, we something we really haven't talked about. We didn't talk about the upgr- upgrades to the grounds. Um, obviously, we didn't really get to see kind of them in action, but you know you can tell where they put in the drains. Yep. Um, and I, I'm not sure how much rain we got yesterday but there were, you could not tell that it had rained on the ground no uh-huh. no. Uh, so that was a positive. they did expand the area for the second stage this year yeah I liked it oh, uh, really? and yeah. DEV stage tent was also, was, much, was larger, also much bigger, uh, which was nice but not large enough for to a accommodate of for pu- puddle of mud yeah. right uh, we didn't venture over to see any other racks this time we did sit at the second stage for the whole entire time, uh, we stayed in that area because of the fact that they were putting everything up on the video monitors. So, uh, while again we're sad to see it go, we're we're ready to move on and look forward to what's coming. Um, like I said, uh, you know, we started this podcast really to talk about festivals and festival lineups and everything like that. But now we're kind of coming to a close. We do have Louder Than Life coming up and. Some other stuff that's coming up, but not anything that we're attending. No, so we're gonna have to move on to bigger and better things. Obviously, we got the uh, the nice Jarris Johnson segment. Yes, we got our fact checking episode uh, segment, um, where we'll get we'll get uh, some information, and in of course, more reviews. And you know, we got some big albums that I think are coming out before the end of the year. Yeah, hopefully, a Slipknot album. Um, Iron Maiden, Bad Flowers, a new albums coming out. Machine Gun Kelly. Iron Maiden came huh? out this week. Machine Gun Kelly. Who? <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly. Is that the guy that's dated, Megan Fox? <laughs> well, why do you not know who Machine <laughs> oh, Gun Kelly is? I know is? who <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is, but, you know, I just, you know. I, you, You're not excited? No. I uh, I, don't. I have four concerts still to go. Yeah. Yep. I got to see there in Three Doors Down. Uh have Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, and Lamb of God Now I said Lamb of God twice Yeah Hatebreed okay. is what I was trying to say there um, What was the third one? Ice Cube uh, Ice, Ice Cube, Cube. Uh, October 1st uh, Slipknot Slip, uh, Killswitch Engage <coughs> uh, Fever 333 <coughs> Should be an awesome show so. Possible Shine Down, 0936, and The Struts So, yeah, some good shows I, I don't have anything locked in, but um, I'm thinking since we missed Bad Flower that uh, we might have to make the Johnson Lincoln to check that out. Still kind of up in the air about the the Mammoth uh, WVH, you yeah. know, uh, Wolfgang. Um, other than that, I, I would have loved to come down for Ice Cube, but yeah. just travel plans did not work out for me. Yeah, Trey and I will be going to Ice Cube. Yeah. I'll be excited Um, to hear about that. Outside of that, so this coming weekend we got incarceration, the return of Mudvayne, happening this weekend. Yes, Um, and we also have the Blue Ridge Festival (laughs) in Virginia happening. So I'm excited to hear about both of those. And then two weeks after that is Louder Than Life 2022. Yeah. So. Twice, 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 times two, two different sets. Pretty awesome. Good stuff. Any closing thoughts, guys? Uh, first season was great. I liked it. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll, we'll be starting season two and uh, trying some new things out. We'll see how long the the Jaris Johnson watch <laughs> goes on. I'm, um, you know, I get bored easily. So yeah. Until then, until the new season. Congratulations on a. a, a Great first season, good first season, good season. and uh, as as always, everybody, please share it amongst social media. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your boss. Um, obviously, we cuss a lot. <laughs> I cuss a lot. Yeah, cuss a lot. <laughs> so probably shouldn't let your kids listen. Probably not. The end. Yeah, pretty much the end. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. as we tune you out with the sweet sounds of generators.